The world is in a constant conspiracy against the brave. It's the age-old struggle. The roar of the crowd on the one side, and the voice of your conscience on the other. Douglas MacArthur Chapter 1 Langley, Virginia What is this place? David asked. They had arrived at a high-ceilinged room that reminded David of a Nassau command center, dim lights, high-tech, lots of people with headsets on, each neatly spaced throughout rows of computer screens. The people in the room were a mix of what David assumed to be CIA and uniformed military. David had been showing up to Langley every day for the past few weeks. Each day he was taken to interrogation rooms or conference rooms, where he was asked repeated questions about the Red Cell, China, and Iran. But they never took him to a setting like this. Chase and the other man stood silent, waiting at the entrance of the room. An enormous wall of monitors stood at the front of the large room, each screen showing different bits of data. Many of the men and women in the room were gathered around a screen that showed the live feed on one of the monitors. It showed an aerial view of a small landmass surrounded by water. The landmass looked familiar to David. It had a large runway that barely fit on the island, a few scattered buildings next to the runway, beaches that were several shades darker than normal. The rest of the island was covered in green vegetation right up its mountainous center. A flash of recognition hit him. David was looking at the Red Cell Island. David looked at his brother, confused. Chase had that same knowing look in his eye. David said, What are these people working on in here? Chase replied, What's it look like? David took in the room once more. Some of the screens showed tactical displays of the South China Sea. Other monitors were zoomed out to focus on the entire Western Pacific Theater. Tiny blue and red digital shapes covered each map. David knew that these were the ships, submarines, and aircraft. Blue shapes for allied forces. Red for enemy forces. David observed a man sitting nearby. He monitored three computer displays. Thick headphones covered his ears. The man typed furiously and Chase noticed that the text looked to be Chinese characters. It looks like they're taking the Chinese threat seriously, after all. They're monitoring the Red Cell Island, at least. Chase nodded. You aren't surprised. You've known about this. Why the hell have I been led to believe that we weren't doing anything about it? He leaned in close to David's ear. Keep cool and try not to be pissed off. You can yell at me all you want once we get to the car. But the fact that they've invited you here means that you're going to get read in. That's a good thing. Don't spoil it. David looked at his brother a moment. Part of him was angry that he had been kept in the dark. But he understood that it couldn't have been a choice. Secrets were the norm for Chase's line of work. The automatic doors let out a whoosh as they opened behind them. The room got quiet as about half of the personnel turned to look in David's direction. There was a brief moment of panic as he mistakenly thought they were looking at him. They weren't. They were all looking past him. David turned around and saw two men. One David recognized right away. He had seen the face on TV. Director Samuel Buckingham, head of the CIA, in the flesh. 
The other man was military, an army three-star starched uniform and gleaming medals. A woman with an air of authority said, Director Buckingham, we're ready to start whenever you are. We have seats for you over here. Thanks, Susan. The CIA director checked his watch and frowned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, business is booming around here right now. I need to brief the president on Iran later this morning, and that conflict is using up the majority of our resources. But I want you all to know that the work you are doing here is vital. Please don't misinterpret my lack of time for you this morning as an indication of the importance of your mission. He looked at the Army General. I've asked General Schwartz to step in and serve as the sponsor for this task force. He'll be briefing me every day on your progress. Now I've got 30 minutes free, and I need to use two of them. Susan, I beg your forgiveness.